our tendency is to avoid it, is to put it off. Because most people don't like conflict. Unfortunately for my wife, I, I kind of like conflict. So I don't mind just running at it because I'd rather get it over with, right? I'm right. a guy who wants to, I'm going to get, you got my, I had an uncle who used to say, if you got to swallow a frog, don't look at it too long. So I'm that, that's me, man. Give me the frog and I'm going to down it. But one of the things we do is we avoid that communication, right? So what we need to do instead, and I think you're going to have some tips on this later, if I'm not mistaken, but we got to communicate frequently and we can't wait. Look, you got to swallow a frog. Don't look at it too long. We're better the first thing. Let's get out in front of this thing. Let's talk to our customers and let's communicate with them. This is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast, brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. I say we jump into it. We're a couple minutes out. Brad, let's get going. We're ready. Sounds good. Kick it off. Cool. So... Oh, just a bit of housekeeping, you guys. So for everybody that's on, we are going to do this real fast. We know how busy everybody is. And so our goal is to be done at like 35, 40 minutes. But we will hang out. At least I will hang out for questions at the end. If we don't get every question answered, I will hang out as long as need be. Rick has got to go. He's going to leave us at, at about 35, 40 minutes but we're going to get through a lot of material and we're going to get through it real quick because again, we know how busy all of you are, but you need this info. So just put your questions either into the chat box or into the Q&A. So today's webinar is being brought to you by two special events, which we'll tell you more about in a, in a few minutes both happening in February of 2022. One is the Home Improvement Profitability Summit put on by Dave Yoho Associates. The other is Accelerate Live put on by The Wealthy Contractor. So what are we going to be covering today? We are going to be talking about best practices for dealing with backlog and how to do it profitably and how to kind of set yourself up so that you can have a great 2022. How to continue creating raving fans under these current conditions, because we've had some interesting challenges. And then, of course, setting yourself up for a successful 2022. Joining us is Mr. Rick McIntyre from Dave Yoho Associates. Now, Rick is it, Rick's one of my favorite people in the home improvement business. He's always so nice, so friendly, and so damn positive. He's always smiling. So, Rick, real quick, 60-second version, who are you and why should we be listening to you? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks, Brian. And I, I always like being around you and your team, too, for the same reasons. But thanks for those kind words. But so, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an account executive with Dave Yoho Associates, primarily, and I've been with uh, Dave and the team for six years now. And prior to that, I had uh, 15 years of experience on the executive management team at Champion Window Company as we went through a massive growth and an eventual sale. So I went through that process with them. But more importantly, that what the reason people might want to hear what we have to say today is I spend my days as a representative for Dave Yoho Associates in the field, in companies like these, like the many of our listeners and, and many of the people that are on this webinar, I, I am in the field, in their businesses on a day-to-day -day basis, helping them implement methodologies and improve their business and, and helping them to navigate these current conditions that we find ourselves in. So I see the best practices. I see what's working. I see what isn't working. I don't have anecdotal information. I have real experience in the field is actually what's happening. And I don't have any bias in this thing. I, I'm just here to give you information, just to share with you the things that we see and that we know for a fact that are working. Now, we do get data. Of course, uh, I know Tim's on the line. So data is, is king. Of course, we get the good data that, that, that allows us to track these results. But that's the reason why. We got some stuff to tell you, some things to share with you, some things that we've seen and observed. And so I think we can help 
people who are struggling to navigate these current times. Yeah, and it's from the field. I mean, like literally today, Rick is from the field, right? That's so, right. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm in North Carolina right now yeah. working with a with a client and and yeah, there's they're dealing with these issues and they're trying to do it successfully. We're here to help. Cool. For those of you that don't know me, my name's Brian Kaskavalsian. I am the co-founder of G4 Marketing Group. And what we do primarily is we work behind the scenes helping our clients, some of the biggest, some of the best known brands in the home improvement industry. We manage their relationships with their customers. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. But we're behind the scenes of nearly 200 companies. Our clients in the last 12 months have completed over 100,000 jobs for, you know, retail value of 750 to $900 million. Reason I share that with you is because we like Rick, we're in the trenches. I mean, we see what's going on every single day of what's behind the scenes. And so we've got some best practices to share with you as well. So Rick, let's jump into this. The big issue that we are all dealing with this year is one, we're dealing with backlog. We're dealing with supply chain and labor issues primarily. What are you seeing as it relates to this backlog and how are you advising your clients to, to work under these conditions? Because we've always had backlog, but it was a manageable backlog. This is like crazy backlog. Yeah. Yeah. I think the best thing to do, it's informative for us, first of all, to kind of take a look at what's the cause and effects here. A lot of times we, in this industry, you know, it's, it's kind of the nature of it that, far too often owners and managers and leaders get drawn into the tyranny of the urgent. You know, they get sucked into all these things that are happening and they don't really ever get a chance to step back, take a look at what is the cause and what are the effects. And so I think it's really informative to start there. And the cause of a lot of this increased backlog, really, if you stop and think about it, it's the pandemic. I mean, the pandemic for our industry has been both a blessing and a curse. I mean, under the pandemic, the home improvement industry has experienced unprecedented growth. I mean, we are seeing, as you know, Brian, we are seeing unbelievable numbers in terms of Crazy numbers. I I would have never thought in a million years that we would see the kind of growth we've seen, the success ratio that many companies are having in terms of selling product. That's the blessing side of it. The curse side of it is, is when the pandemic hit, it shut down the supply chains. It literally shut down most industries completely, although our sales mechanisms were still roaring. Right. Right. Marketing was working because people were sitting at home and they were staring at the stuff they hated about their homes or the things they knew they needed to take care of. And they had to do something. So they called and we came and they they hired us. They they we sold the jobs. We we got all that business. It was beautiful. And then and then all of a sudden, guess what happened? We recognized that now we turned the switch back on. The economy was turned back on. Only the supply chain was disrupted. There were things that were broken. And I'm going to speak speak a little bit to that. But that was the curse. We had all these sales, and now all of a sudden, manufacturing was slammed. And all of a sudden, they were struggling just to keep up with the orders. And then all of a sudden, they ran out of all their inventory from their suppliers because the supply chain was completely broken. It was disrupted, right? And so we'll talk about that and how do you handle that later on in the presentation. But the supply chain was broken. In fact, today, I go in and out of L.A. once a month. When I fly into the harbor in L.A., I see, I'm, I'm telling you, Brian, thousands of freighters that are just sitting there with cargo, with containers stacked on them. And they're so, all up and down LA outside the harbor. So it's and nuts. Then, you know, my parents live right down the street from the beach in Huntington Beach, which is yeah. right outside of the Long Beach Harbor. And it's funny that you say thousands of cargo ships, because that's what it seems like when when you're looking out there. It's not thousands, of course, but yeah, it, it, that's it what it like seems it. Yeah, yeah. like. It's hundreds, that's for sure. It's it's crazy, yeah. I'm from Huntington Beach, too, and that's the thing. If you know the distance from the L.A. Harbor to Huntington Beach, just the fact that you can see a freighter with cargo containers sitting out off the coast of Huntington Beach, that tells you there's a massive disruption, right? Right. And if you look into the harbor, then every single dock is – 
Every single dock has a, a freight cargo ship strapped to it, stacked with containers. They don't have enough workers to get all those containers off on the dock. And then they got to get them unloaded. And then they got to get them onto trucks. And they got to transport those materials to fabricators or to vendors who ship them to us. And so the shipping, the shipping chain is disrupted. The, the uh, manufacturing chain is disrupted. The labor chain is disrupted. You know, I got a friend who ordered a couch a year ago, custom-made couch, had to pay 100% upfront to get this custom-made leather sofa. And, and as of two weeks ago, he, he and I were talking, he called them just to get a date for when they think it might come in. You know what they told him? We have no idea. Wow. They got all this money. They got no idea when he's going to get his couch. Right. But that is the scenario. And guess whose fault that is not? It is not the fault of the company that sells the couch. It's not even the fault of the company that makes the couch. These are all kind of the, the, the fallout from this pandemic and this major disruption in the supply chain. You could add one more thing to that. If you remember the ice storm that hit Houston, it took out the three major petroleum refinery facilities in America. And a, to date, one of them is still offline. So a third of the capacity of petroleum refinery, which is a major source for our industry. Anyway, all these disruptions are the cause and the effect is I can't get material on time. I can't get, you know, never mind that. Let's just say you, you have the installation force, which is a whole different issue. You can't get the windows or the, or, the, or the siding or the doors or the roofing materials or whatever it is that you sell. You can't even get the materials shipped to you in a timely fashion. Yeah. That's out of your control. What do you do about that? So those are the, the effects of this, the cause, the pandemic has really disrupted our industry. It's blessed us on the one hand, it's cursed us on the other. So that's the first thing. So you got to understand that there's been a severe supply disruption. So you have to know how to navigate that disruption, Brian. That's the key. And you have to have a plan for it. So what are some of the things that you're advising your clients to do? Yeah, so first, probably great. That's a really great question. One of the first things we're suggesting they do is what is counterintuitive for many owners and managers. Unfortunately, Brian, you know, one of the things of our industry is it, when we know that we're likely to have a, a, a less than positive, you mentioned I'm a positive person, I am, but when we know what we're, we're, we're likely to have a less than positive interaction with the customer, our tendency is to avoid it, is to put it off. Because most people don't like conflict. Unfortunately for my wife, I, I kind of like conflict. So I don't mind just running at it because I'd rather get it over with, right? I'm right. a guy who wants to, I'm going to get, you got my, I had an uncle who used to say, if you got to swallow a frog, don't look at it too long. So <laughs> I'm that, that's me, man. Give me the frog and I'm going to down it. But one of the things we do is we avoid that communication, right? So what we need to do instead, and I think you're going to have some tips on this later, if I'm not mistaken, but we got to communicate frequently. And we can't wait. Look, you got to swallow a frog. Don't look at it too long. We're better to first thing. Let's get out in front of this thing. Let's talk to our customers and let's communicate with them. And how do you, so Rick, how do you communicate with them? Well, the first thing we recommend that you do is that you get everybody on your team together and you give a, you go through the process of an empathy training. You put everybody in your organization through empathy training. And here's what I mean by that, Brian, empathy training, teach people how to answer the phone. As you know, at, at Dave Yoho Associates, we're kind of famous for scripting, right? We write scripts for everybody, for every nuance of the business, for phone to sales to collections. We're scripters. We know the value of a script. Empathy training is about having a scripted response for how you're going to deal with a customer who you know when you call them, they're upset. And it's simple training. It's simple stuff, Brian. Really, if you think about it, you could write it down on a piece of paper quickly and have the empathy training you mean it, but you need, but it goes like this, Brian. First of all, I call up and I say, you know, hey, Brian, this is Rick from ABC Home Improvement Company. Hey, listen, I got your message. I understand that you're upset. I understand that you are you know, not happy with the time and the, and the delays. And the first thing I wanted to say is I, I totally understand and I don't blame you. Brian, you have every right to feel the way that you feel. As a matter of fact, Brian, if I were in your shoes, I'd feel the same way you do. Unfortunately, Brian, this is out of our control. Uh, maybe you're familiar with what's going on. You've been watching the news. You, there's been this severe disruption in the supply chain. And essentially, you go back to everything I just said, and you tell a little bit of the story. You don't have to be as detailed as I was. You don't have to be as elaborate as I was about counting the number of cargo ships. I did miscount a little bit. But, you know, you don't have to go through the details of it, but you could explain it to people. And here's the thing. By now, almost everybody has already had this encounter in some way or another in their normal, everyday 
commerce activities, right? Oh, yeah. So people know about this disruption. You just remind them about this disruption. You apologize. And here's what, then you end it with this. Brian, I want to put you at ease. And I want you to let you know one thing. Even though we don't have any control over the timing of when we're going to get the stuff we need to complete your project, I promise you when we are done, you are going to love it. We're going to do a great job. And you are going to be very, very happy in the end. So we're going to put you at ease. So anyway, Empathy training is critical, it's important, and you need to do it. Don't just assume that people will do it, do it correctly. Script it out and role play it. The third thing we're recommending that people do, and this is often something that happens, again, as I indicated earlier, in our industry, there's this tendency to get sucked into the tyranny of the urgent, right? We get pulled into things because it's, it's crisis. But order quickly. That's one of the big things. People, they, we sell jobs, and then they sit in an administrative process, or there's this thing or that thing, and it just sits on somebody's desk. You can't do that today. Once you get a sale made, you have to order quickly. And wherever possible, depending on what you do, you should stock items. Yeah, that's going to involve a little bit of cash flow, but you're better off to get that item stocked so you can get it installed, because you may have to wait for that. So order quickly, stock if possible. The third thing is we recommend that they schedule off of their shippers. So if you know what you're getting on a truck, don't wait. Some people go, well, I don't want to schedule until they're here. Look, schedule so that you can be efficient. If you got to call somebody back and say, hey, unfortunately, due to this disruption, we're going to have to push you back a couple of days. Once again, if you're communicating frequently, this isn't going to be a problem. They're going to appreciate the communication. And I know for a fact, because make, I'm making those calls myself people are understanding. So schedule off your shipper and then audible at the line of scrimmage. If something goes wrong, just make the phone call. Don't be afraid of it. And then, you know, you got to leverage your vendors. You got to be the squeaky wheel. I hate to say it, but you just got to call and keep asking and keep at them and people are going to respond. I, I almost hate to give that advice. I hope we don't have a vendor on this call, but yeah. that's really, those are the big things that we're talking about. What are some other, what are some other production because, you know, one of the things that's, that's happening is we're outselling our production capabilities, even, even last year's production capabilities before all of this even started. So what's interesting is in, in March of 2020, I mean, if we were to go all the way back to that and the year before, I mean, home improvement was doing incredible. The economy was... <laughs> yeah. was we were having labor issues back then. Right. This just made everything much, much worse. So you've got, I was talking with a client the other day, they're a $60 million company, historically, 60 million, big company. I mean, really big mm -hmm. company. He said, Brian, this year, we're going to sell a hundred million. Okay. Yeah. That's huge. That's like, yeah. what, 60% growth yeah. in sales. And then I said, well, how much are you going to install? And they said, well, we're, we're trying to get to 75 installed, which means they're going into next year with a $25 million. Now, look, for the smaller companies, take a zero off of that. Take two zeros off of that. Right. The problem is the same. The number doesn't, Correct. this just happens to be a big, crazy number. Yeah, but yeah. how do you deal with, so I used to have a million-dollar backlog. Now I have a $2 million or a yeah. $2.5 million backlog. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do I, how am I ever going to get to even? That is a, and that's a great question, Brian. As a matter of fact, you, of course, you know, my, I call him my brother, Joe Tolman. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, of course he's one of the, he's I dealing the with brightest. this now. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of the brightest minds in the industry. And we've spoken about it. And I have a couple of other clients are in syntax. I just left a client in Tampa yesterday before I came here to North Carolina last night. And they had the exactly $3 million backlog overage from last year, $3 million. Yep. And they're, you know, honestly, they're about a seven to $8 million company normally. So no, they, yeah. they, they went to 11 million and they got all this backlog. Yeah. So the, what do you do about it? And again, one of the things Joe and I talked about it and Joe, you know, pointed this out to me. Once again, I want to reiterate before I say this, because, you know, as you know, I prefer to be positive because I just think it's just a better place to start. Yeah. But, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be an ignorant of reality either. And, and here's the facts. If you have waited until now to solve the labor portion of this, because that's an, a separate issue. So I won't spend a lot of time on that. But if you've waited until now, Joe Tallman wrote an article five years ago, five years ago, he wrote an article that appeared in one of the publications, I can't remember which, and he warned us about 
the impending labor shortage because it was bad five years ago. It was, yeah. Get labor because the only way people in our industry traditionally have gotten labor most off most of the time is they just go get somebody else's labor force and pay them more. And you'd hang out at the supply centers or the local donut shop that you knew guys frequent or wherever, and you'd pass out your business card, and that's how you'd hire people. That doesn't work anymore. It just isn't the way to do it. You got to build your own workforce. So if you waited till now, that's going to be a tough one. You're going to have to recruit like crazy. You're going to have to try to find people that are competent, and you're going to have to. But my advice is, you know, there's no saying when's the best time to plant a tree. Twenty years ago, when's yeah. the second best time to plant a tree? Right now, I'm recommending. We've been recommending this for a while, but you should start your own training institution in your organization. You ought to have an academy at your place where you teach people how to install the products that you sell and install, because that's the future of installation. So that's one thing. Here's another thing: some companies are having to make tough decisions. Brian, I know of a couple companies that have chosen to do a couple things. They've cut their marketing back significantly to slow the sales process. Look. You just said it. If you, you if you're used to having a million dollar backlog and now you've got a three million dollar backlog, and you start and you keep selling like like we've been selling, sales aren't slowing, Brian. No. Sales are not slowing down. And if it's three million or if it's fifteen million, you got the same problem. And unfortunately, you got to slow it down. And we're basically having to talk about that very difficult conversation. And it's a difficult conversation. I'm sorry to cut you off, but as no. entrepreneurs. As business owners, what do you mean slow down sales? I want to accelerate sales. I don't want to slow yeah. down sales, but you know, keep raising, you know, it's a sound strategy. Raise your price, raise your price. And instead of right. selling more jobs, sell right. less jobs, but make more money eventually when you install and kind of slow things down and make sure you're taking care of that customer. Yeah. Well, Let's, that's the key. Yeah. Yeah. The key, the key is. The key is make you got to sell it more profitably because that's the other piece that got missed in all this. With yeah. all the craziness that's been going on around us, we sold jobs four, five, six, seven, eight months ago at, using materials and labor that we were paying less for then than we are now because it's going up daily, Brian. Daily, there are vendors that are sending out notices on a Thursday saying you got a price increase and it starts Monday and it's not on any order that you sell from Monday on, it's on everything that you haven't received yet. So you may have already ordered your windows or your siding or whatever, and you ordered them thinking your price was this, and now all of a sudden your price is this, and that's what's happening. So you gotta slow the marketing and raise the price. I wanna make that again, Brian, you said that, but I wanna say it again. You gotta raise your prices and you can't be afraid to raise them 20 or 30%. And here's yeah. why. We have seen 20 and 30% price increases on material and labor. We've gotta take that price increase. It's a hard decision, but look, now if you sell backlog, but it's known to be profitable, you're going to be in a better spot when it all comes to an end. Yeah, you got to. I, I just wrote an article for a news for our newsletter, the Wealthy Contractor newsletter. And one of the things I wrote in there was that you could sell your way to bankruptcy. It's actually right. not that hard to do. <laughs> and, 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 and unfortunately, hopefully, nobody that's, you know, with us here today or listening to this is in that situation. But there are a lot of people yeah. that they don't know it yet, but they're selling their way into bankruptcy. And it's too bad because yeah. it's like, you know, so yeah. let's well, talk about. Client. Yeah, I got a client who's done that. They've done exactly that. They're they're steps away from it. Yeah. And it's it's it's, it's very sad. Yeah. Builder Prime is changing the game for home improvement contractors. Imagine having everything you need to help your business grow in one place. CRM, estimating marketing automation with SMS, production management software, and now call center dialer integration, all wrapped into one easy to use package. And it's never been easier to switch CRMs. Hundreds of contractors trust Builder Prime to grow their businesses with powerful reporting tools to see which leads are making money, which sales reps are the top performers, and where to optimize for the greatest impact. We're talking about winning more jobs, boosting productivity, and delighting your customers. Are you ready to fuel your business growth even faster without all the daily frustrations of your current tech stack? You owe it to yourself, your team, and your business to learn why everyone is switching over to Builder Prime, the only true does-it-all CRM for home improvement contractors. Head over to builderprime.com and request a personalized demo with an expert 
today. So we talked a little bit, you know, we've talked a little bit about production and we've talked about some ways to overcome this. How do we deal with it at the sales, at the kitchen table, face-to-face with the homeowner? Now we're looking at them. They want to buy windows. They want them installed next week. But the reality of this is it's going to be five months before you get your windows. How do we deal with that and deal with the higher price and, you know, set this up so that we can yeah. make them happy. Yeah, that's yeah, that's really important. Well, first things first, man, you got to bring it up early in the sales presentation. You know, it's kind of like, you know, we train salespeople all over the country that you just can't be afraid of price. If you're afraid of price, man, yeah, it's just gonna be a long day for you, right? Yeah. It's just one of those things where you also got to be able to. This is one of those things where people think we don't want to talk about because we've been quoting six to eight eight to 10 weeks for years, Brian, for 15 yep. years, 20 years, we've been quoting six to eight, eight to 10, 10 to 12, when it got really bad, 14 to 16. Yeah. And I can remember 15 years ago at Champion uh, Window Company quoting uh, 14 weeks on an all season patio room that was a $70,000 project and thinking, oh my goodness, they'll never want to wait 14 weeks. You just said it, Brian, it's five months, it's six months. You, If you think you can go into the home and not make the consumer aware of this, you're just making a mistake. You're just inviting a lot of unnecessary stress and pressure on your life, your yeah. business and your future, really. So but, well, how do you early. deal with, I think most everybody, especially the people that are listening, are doing that. They're telling people it's going to be five months. Yeah. But how do you... Is there a special way that you set that up? So is it the same deal where you say, hey, you just honest and say, look, that's how long it's taking us to get the windows or the or the roofing or whatever you're selling? Right. Well, you know, Brian, and you know me, I I think honesty is really is the best policy. You're never going to get me off of that. And that means if I lose a sale by telling you the truth, then I'm losing the sale because I'm just going to tell you the truth. And I think it's better to just tell the truth. Right. So here's how you set this up. By the way, that's why. And again, I'm, you know me, man, I'm going a million miles a minute here. I also know that people are busy and we're on a time constraint here. But I'm telling you, you have to perfect your story. And the story is the truth, by the way, Brian, that story I told about all the freighters. Okay. It's not a thousand, but there are hundreds of freighters, thousands of containers. This issue that the pandemic caused is really the story. So you have to perfect your story. And then what we recommend that you do is that we recommend, I think I sent you guys a slide. We recommend a slide. Why don't you throw that up? Uh, We recommend this slide and you put this slide or something like this in your presentation when you do your company story. And of course, your company story is where you explain to the customer the risk that they're exposed to. And then you explain to them, hey, what the things they need to look out for. And then you tell them how your company takes all the risk off the table, right? And one of the things that we do is we've been, we've been designing this page for some of our uh, clients to put into the presentation that explains the problem, the pandemic problem. And in explaining how manufacturing has been disrupted by the pandemic, that labor's been disrupted by the pandemic and transportation has been disrupted by the pandemic. And as a result of that, it's just taking a significantly longer amount of time to get products to the marketplace and to the end user, which is them. And so when you explain that, so folks, if a company comes to you and says that they can get you their windows, your windows in four to six weeks, buyer beware. This is what's really going on in the marketplace. And unfortunately, if you and folks, now I understood that you wanted a quality product and that you wanted a good value and you wanted to improve your home. And if that's what you're looking for, I'm guessing you're willing to wait for it. Am I right? And when they know the story, Brian, which is what this little slide shows, it just tells the story. It's a prompt to help your people tell the story. Manufacturing has been disrupted because we can't get the raw materials off the dock and to the facilities. Labor has been disrupted because there are still people who are afraid to go to work. Transportation has been disrupted. You cannot get enough truck drivers to get products delivered. In fact, I I know there are vendors out there that will tell you your product shipped and it's on the dock waiting for transportation. They will no longer tell you when it will arrive at your facility. Why? Because they don't know. They don't know when the trucking company is going to pick it up off the dock. So anyway, this is a little slide that we say, put this in your presentation. Just tell them about it. Yeah. 
Well, that's cool stuff. I know that we're we're trying to get a lot of material covered in in uh, in a short amount of time. Real quick, we're gonna we're gonna come back to this in a minute after after we talk about a couple of events that are coming up. We're gonna talk about today's number one marketing challenge and some best practices of how to deal with that challenge. But I think Brad, so some of what Brad, I'll ask you to come back in here. But one of the best ways to really deal with issues of the home improvement industry is to get out of your business and to go into an environment with like business owners, like-minded business owners, and learn about best practice, learn about what's going on out in the industry. In February... You're going to have two opportunities, two great opportunities to get out of your office and to be in an environment of learning, of discovery, of what do we want to say, like camaraderie, like with your other fellow business owners. Your first chance is going to be at the Dave Yoho Home Improvement Profitability Summit. That's going to be happening with the IRE February 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Brad, do you want to just real quick tell us about that? Yeah, thanks for that, Brian. Again, we're very excited to participate in this today. We hear from customers and clients every day nearly about how revenue is up, but these are the types of challenges that businesses and business owners and executives are facing right now. Material shortages, how to respond and find the right applicant for a sales position, an installer position, even an executive position. So these are the types of things that we're going to cover at the event. We're also going to delve into the independent contractor status issue, which is going to be a major hurdle in 2022. So we hope that you join us. We're having a special offer that we've extended, especially for this program through the end of the week, 50% off your tickets you can go to www.hipsummit.com slash pre-pre-reg. Please don't bother to write that down because that's a mouthful, but we'll be sending that out to you. Yeah, yeah, we'll get that out to you. The other opportunity is just going to be two weeks later. And I, I think, look, I've been going to Dave Yoho events for 10 years. We've been doing our event for the last five or, or six years. They're very complimentary. There's a lot that's covered at their event. There's a lot that's covered at our event. So hopefully we will see you at both. But our event is two weeks later. It's called Accelerate Live. I know a couple of the people that are on this webinar have been to our event, Accelerate. There's a QR code there if you want to to grab your seat. I think you should attend both. The best owners want to go to as many of these events as they can. We've got top 500 that's coming up now in just a few weeks. I think that's the last major event of the year. Then we've got our two events coming up. And then I'm not sure what more there's going to be after that. So if you really want to be in with other business owners. If you want to learn from, from, you know, I know Yoho Associates at all of their events, you've got owners that are getting up on that stage and sharing great information. You've got vendors, people like me that are sharing best practices of what's working. Both events, you're going to have the same thing. We'll have panels, they'll have panels, but you'll get a lot of, a lot of information from both of these things. So yeah, we think you should attend both. Yeah. So the benefit of coming to both events is really that we bring a very similar, but different at the same time perspective of the content that's going to be addressed. Yeah. This is not going to be a retread. If you attend both events, they're going to build off of one another. The content that is covered at the summit will then be added onto by the content that's covered at Accelerate. So we would really highly recommend that you attend both. Yeah. And I'm no Dave Yoho. You only get Dave Yoho in one place. And he's the best. Amen. All right. So let's go back here now. Can you guys see my screen again? Yes. Okay. Can you see my screen? Yes, I can. Okay, cool. All right. So what is today's number one marketing challenge? So for years and years and years, 
what was the marketing challenge? It was always leads, 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 right? I'm going to actually be talking a little bit about this during my presentation at Top 500 in a couple of weeks. But today's number one marketing challenge is not leads. In fact, this is the first time in 25 years that I can remember that when we talk about marketing, we're not talking about how do we get more leads? We're talking about how do we keep our customers engaged for months, not six to eight weeks. That was actually, when we think back on that, that was tough, but compared to today, that was easy, right? While we're waiting for materials and labor to get the projects installed, what do we have to do? So it all goes back to your customer experience. It all goes back to this idea of having a process for creating raving fans, kind of like this guy. When I looked up raving fans, I wanted a new image for raving fans. I got this guy. I have no connection to the school that he is, you know, doing all of this for. I just thought it was a great picture, but that's who we want to create. We create that or we don't, right? You can take that opportunity and turn it into this. And by not communicating, like Rick was talking about earlier, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about now, by not communicating, you take that guy, the raving fan, and you turn him into this guy or this gal, right? So you got to be constantly thinking about and not let it escape you that it's all about the customer experience. Now, when we do customer experience workshops, like we, we do one at the, on the back of Accelerate in February, but this is one of the tools that we use during that customer experience workshop is we look at before people become a customer, we look at during the time that they are a customer, technically from the time they're sold until the, the job is installed, and then we look at the after. So it's almost like you've got three units you've got to be thinking about. The during unit, the middle unit, from the minute they sign a contract and say, yes, I'm a customer today, that process is months. In some cases, like we were talking about, four and five months. So how do you keep your customer engaged during that time? Because what you don't want to do is you don't want to under communicate, right? Our suggestion was always communicate weekly, weekly, whether that's an email, it's an outbound phone call, a voicemail message, something that says to that customer, hey, you haven't been lost in our system. You haven't been, you know, you didn't fall through the cracks. You are still there. You don't have to talk to them every single week, but I believe you need to reach out to them every single week. And my top clients, this is what they do. And I know you're talking about a lot of people, but you know what? We, it's something we have to do. What if you've missed your target? So what if you told somebody 14 weeks? And 14 weeks has come and gone, and now you're looking at another four weeks. Well, guess what? If they were expecting it at that time and you did not come through, they're not going to be happy with you. So what do you do? Say sorry. Better demonstrate that apology. And I'll show you some samples of how we're doing this for our clients. You know, you got to be able to say, hey, I'm sorry, but here's what happened. Okay, so when you are keeping in touch, what you want to make sure that you are doing with people is you're sending out friendly messages, you're letting them know that, hey, we're here, we're doing all that we can. Okay, and we've built out some campaigns for some of our clients on how to do this, but you can keep it simple. I mean, you could just create three or four emails, three or four little phone scripts. Hey, this is Brian from ABC Remodeling, and I'm just calling to let you know that your, your job is still on track. If you have any questions, if you have any issues whatsoever, please don't hesitate to call me back. 
Simple as that. Leave them a voicemail with that. Let them hear your voice. Let them know that, hey, these people, they're on top of it. Okay. They're on top of it because every little thing adds up to whether or not you're creating a raving fan or just a satisfied customer. And look, we don't want satisfied customers. That's done and gone. If you really want to make money in this business, you can't settle for anything less than raving fans. So apology, how do you demonstrate apology? Send them something. Don't just call them, send them something. So we've created a number of these, especially last year for some of our clients, because your lead time, you told your client, you know, six to eight weeks, right? But now you're at 14 weeks and there's no end in sight. So we created some apology programs for our clients last year, and we're still using these things every day. Look, you don't have to do it with us. It doesn't matter. I mean, whether we do it, you do it, somebody else does it, doesn't matter. What matters is that it gets done. Show them that you're sorry. Is it going to cost you a few bucks? Yeah, it's going to cost you a few bucks. But what will it be worth to you to get a great review at the end? Yes, it took five months to get our windows. But you know what? They communicated with us throughout the entire process. When they were off, they said, sorry. They even sent us a, a sorry card or a gift, right? And then when they did show up, man, they were so professional and blah, blah, blah. That's what we are striving for. The, the mistake that we don't want to make at this point is by thinking that we're fat and happy because we're not. Yeah, we're outselling what we can produce. So we've got sales, but the real key here is during this time, the real opportunity here is to develop that customer relationship. And anybody that knows me knows that for 12 years, I've been yelling about this anywhere and everywhere I could. And the companies that follow the advice Okay, I didn't make it up, by the way. So this is nothing about me. You know, I didn't make this stuff up. It is the best way that you are going to set your business up for success for the future. Because at some point, this is going to be over. And what you're going to be left with is the business that you built during that time. And the business that you built during that time, it's either going to be reactionary and just dealing with oh, whatever comes in, we'll just deal with it, deal with it, deal with it. Or like Rick said, one of the first things that Rick said when this started was, as a business owner, you have to step back. And sometimes you got to get away from the business so that you can really think about the strategy for moving forward. Again, this is one of the reasons why you want to go to events and you want to get out of your environment so that you're thinking on a different level. Because your job as the owner, make no mistake, your job as the owner is to think, is to think about where we are today and where we are going and how we are going to get there and how we're going to get there healthy, how we're going to get there profitably, right? And you got to think about these things, right? So when you're, th when you're done with a job, Okay, so now you've done all of that. So now when you're done with the job, what do you have to do? Say thank you. Send something. Enough with the, you know, being cheap about, well, I don't want to send them a gift. It costs me whatever, 50 bucks, 100 bucks. I don't want to do it. I don't need to do it. No, enough, you know, send them something. Again, I don't care if you do it with me, you do it with somebody else, you do it yourself. I don't care. Send them something. Stand out. Say thank you. We appreciate you. Make review collection easy and effortless. Some companies make it way too damn hard to get a review. Make it easy. Use texting. Use email. Use face-to-face. -face. We have a thing here we call the 90-second review. We teach our clients how to get a five-star review on Google in 90 seconds or less. It should not be that hard. Talk about referrals, not just 
a couple days, you know, during the time that you're installing the job or at the sales presentation about, hey, we appreciate referrals. No, you got to talk about referrals a week after the job is done, two weeks, a month, three months, six months, a year, two years, five years, constantly got to be talking about that. And you've got to stay engaged with your customer. You've got to stay engaged. Always remember today's customers are tomorrow's leads, sales, and profits. Okay. So put a system together. This is just one of the ones that, that we've created for, for our clients. You send out the thank you card. You follow up with email. You follow up with a text message request for reviews. You follow up with introduction to referral program. And then you drip on them. You, you, you send them newsletters, which is, by the way, the best way to stay in touch with the customer. We do both. We do email and we do print newsletter. But you got to stay in touch with that customer. You've always got to be reminding them who you are, all of the solutions you provide, the benefits of working with you, and how the hell to get a hold of you, right? Be in their mailbox. Again, there's nothing like a good company newsletter to keep a, that fence around your customers. I don't know about you, but I want to protect my customers against my competition. I don't want my competition going and getting them. And there's a lot of heavy hitters now in the industry spending a lot of money on advertising. And what are they doing? They're trying to get your customer, right? So you got to work to protect and defend that customer from the competition, right? So with all of that said, we'll take any Q&A. Um, if you are interested in learning more about what G4 does and how we might be able to help you with some of these communications, either you know in the during phase or the after phase, just let us know. We'd be happy to talk to you. If we can help you, we can help you. We do what we call a 10-minute discovery call. We'll ask you a few questions about your business. If we can help you, we'll help you. If not, we'll, we'll uh, direct you somewhere that can. Let me see if we've got any questions in the chat box. Any questions? I know we went over a little bit. Hopefully the information was good. Let's see. Rick, I think Rick had to go. There's a question Here. in the chat. Oh, he's Here. there. Best practice for a thank you gift on a bathroom model price range 20 to 40,000. Look, we send out just, I'll, I'll tell you, just from our experience, we send out cookies. We send out a nice box. We send out cookies. We put a nice thank you card in there. We put in a gift card for future work. Some other companies I've seen will give people towels, something that has to do with the bathroom. But get creative. You can do something personal. If, if you're doing twenty dollars to $40,000 bathrooms, you're probably custom, you're probably a remodeler. And so you get to spend a lot of time in your customer's home. And so you could probably, and you probably don't do hundreds of jobs a year, unlike the one day bath people that are in and out in a day or two, and that can do 10, 20, 50 jobs a week. For them, they need something more standardized, but for you, you may want to think about doing something a little bit more, a little bit more personal. All right, let's go back here. That is G4. That's how we make everything easy for you. The other opportunity here is to get with Dave Yoho Associates. A lot of the stuff that we've talked about here today, they, well, Brad, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about what, what your company does? Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Thanks, Brian. So a lot of you may be familiar with us. Some of you may not, but seminars are not the only thing that we do. Our primary service is to help businesses either on-site or virtually. And you can see there are a list of our services. We run sales meetings. We design custom presentations. And it's not just the presentation with that. We also provide the scripting that goes along with it as well as the sales methodology. Everything that we design from a consultation perspective, everything that we do on site in your business is tailor-made to help you become more profitable immediately. So if you're interested in a free 
consultation, what we can do, we'll send out an email after this. The, the, the consultation is no obligation whatsoever. We'll just ask you a few questions, learn more about your business and see how we can best help you. So I'd uh, love to. Yeah, so I don't see any other questions. Rick, thank you. I know you got to go. Thank you so much yeah. for. Yeah, thanks for having me, Brian. Info and your advice. See you yeah. See you, we'll see you soon, brother. Yeah. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, Rick. Hopefully this was a value to you guys. I mean, we're here. We do this stuff. Obviously, there's two there's two reasons why we do these things. One is we want to share the best practices. We want to share what's going on out in the world of, of remodeling, let you know you're not alone. And the other thing is, of course, that we promote resources. So you've got the seminars that hopefully you guys will be attending. You've got G4 Marketing as a resource. You've got Dave Yoho Associates as a re resource. One of the things you don't want to do is you don't want to go at this alone. There's no need to go at this alone. There are plenty of answers out there. There's plenty of people out there that can help. And so if I don't see any more questions, I will wrap this webinar and say thank you all for, for being here. And uh, we'll do a follow-up email after this for you. And, oh, good to hear that, Paul. Thank you. So that's it. If there are no other questions, we will wrap for the day. Brad, thank you. Up, oh, you're muted. Brad, you're muted. I should really know better than that. Uh, <laughs> thanks for catching me. So thank you, Brian. You're a great strategic partner. We appreciate the opportunity. And we look forward to hearing from everyone on the program soon and hopefully seeing you at one of the events. Yep, yep. We got, yeah. Thank you. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Let me ask you, did it help you look at your business in a different way? Did it spark an idea or ideas that you hadn't thought of before? Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today? I really hope so. If it did, I'd like to ask you a favor. Would you leave a five-star review of the podcast? By doing so, you'll help other contractors find the podcast more easily so that we can help them achieve more success, wealth, and freedom. And before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. In fact, if you haven't already, make sure you go to thewealthycontractor.com and get your free copy of my latest book, The Seven Secrets to Becoming a Wealthy Contractor. Just pay shipping and handling, and I'll take care of the cost of the book. So until next time, this is Brian Cascavalsia.